Can you tell everyone what our friends at Target have been up to while I finish setting up? I got you. Through their Black BR Measure campaign, Target is celebrating and elevating Black success all year round. We told you last fall about the HBCU Design Contest, where the winners were showcased last month. Shout out to Trey representing the Real HU, Hampton University. They've also got the Buy Black Product Hub, where you can shop for Black-owned and founded brands. Target is out here uplifting the Black community year-round. If you want to learn more about how Target continues to support Black entrepreneurs, students, and creatives, visit Target.com backslash black beyond measure it can be a dark world sometimes don't be afraid to be a source of light it can be a dark world sometimes but don't be afraid to be a source of light peace good people peace how you feeling fee I'm feeling all right. How are you? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling today feels like I'm in the open. Mm. I'm well, mm. no restrictions, no walls. Mm. I'm just kind of processing and reflecting today and it feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels good. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And you, the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network. Thank you so much for being part of our, what's that, stratosphere, it's called? Our yes, world. Our, our stratosphere. <laughs> yeah. We enjoy holding space with you all and growing together and exploring together. Mm, processing together. Straight up. I love that. So, Rika, you, uh, you're leading us on an affirmation today, right? Yeah, but... Before we get to the affirmation, I want to kind of tell how we got to this affirmation. Okay. Tell All right. So we get in the car, family car, and mm-hmm. I use my phone as like a a functional tool for creativity. And often I'm writing music or listening to mixes. So my playlist is not as extensive as Felicia's. Felicia is a DJ. <laughs> you come to our home, you come to the car, anywhere we are, Felicia is responsible for setting the vibe. <laughs> Well, this time I was writing some new music and I was listening to the track. And right after the track went off, track 23 from the Soul Affirmation album came on. The, and the one that, doom, 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 doom. Is that it? Doom, 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 doom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. It always comes on when you have your phone in. It's always. Like, I don't know why your phone does that. And when you had an Android, it did that too. And I thought it was because you had a droid. But now. This is this is ridiculous. I don't, don't understand why your phone why? always automatically just plays this this song. Well, I'm, I'm so glad she learned that it wasn't because I had an Android. Because we don't discriminate on Androids on the Soul Affirmations <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you bet not. Okay. But. That track came on and we were just like driving up a hill. And as we got to the top of the hill, I can kind of see the sun over Oakland. And it was just, I just, I just let it be, Mm -hmm. right? I didn't rush. I didn't go back to where I was. I let it be. And I thought to myself, this is wild. Mm. Like finding joy. Well, here, let me read it to her. What page is it? 
this comes from page 46 in the Soul Affirmations, uh, a toolkit for reflecting and manifesting the light within. Okay. Page 46. Uh-huh. Well, the track starts with your voice, so you want to read it? Sure. I'll start it. Doom, doom, doom. Here we go. Uh, it reads, I find joy in learning more about myself. Exploring my emotions is an act of self-love. I find joy in learning more about myself. Exploring my emotions is an act of self-love. What you all couldn't see behind the scenes was Felicia was just like, yeah, go ahead, read it too, right? Because that's how the track- (laughs) His voice comes next. (laughs) That's how the track goes. But I thought it was so unique that this world has come to be for us to exist in. What do you mean? Because we found joy in learning more about ourselves mm-hmm. and exploring our emotions was an act of self-love. And it's created the conditions for others to do that. And we have a whole community based on folks who are doing this work. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Never, never knowing that it would create this community. Never knowing it would create this becoming. Mm-hmm. This connectedness. Mm-hmm. And we know that connectedness is an essential need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Connectedness, belongingness. I'm just taking notes. Yeah. Like my thoughts are just rolling in, and I'm thinking about how something. I won't say as simple, but I feel as as natural mm-hmm. as connectedness is to being a human need. Mm-hmm. As natural as exploring your emotions. Mm-hmm. How that is an act of self-love. Mm-hmm. How that is something that I'm grateful we're, we've been able to do, but I can acknowledge that I have lived and functioned in spaces where that is not a priority or even high on a value. Mm-hmm. So how pertinent and powerful this affirmation is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Insofar as, you know, you're right. It's creating value, right? It's creating value because we chose to be here. And while being here, we created the conditions for others to be here. Mm-hmm. And when we're here together, there is so much growth and learning and value and affirmation, especially contextualized by grief. Mm. It gets really hard sometimes to explore your emotions mm-hmm. because who has capacity? Who has room? Who has room? Who, who has, has time? Who has time? Who has resources? Who has understanding? Who what? has understanding? You sometimes feel challenged to share it with somebody in fear of experiencing or someone trying to advise you rather than right. engaging in active listening. Mm-hmm. And the challenge that creates in exploring your emotions, when do you have time to do it? Right. And, and the rift it, it causes and the need for connectedness. Yeah. But imagine you can tune into a podcast and you are experiencing two people or more exploring their emotions to act of self love. It's this invitation. It might create the conditions, a moment for you to reflect, a moment for you to feel empowered to explore your emotions. 
there's so much learning there and so much wisdom there for us. They're not just like these experiences that are kind of going and coming. Later in the Affirmation Toolkit, we also learn that life is not just something happening around me. Life is something happening inside of me. Mm-hmm. So when we are exploring our emotions, we are taking time to examine the very essence of what we are feeling in response to this thing called living. Mm-hmm. It's not just a mundane experience. It has so much information. It's telling. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's telling if you make room for it. I've learned so much. I've had the opportunity to learn so much because I've had the time and the resources to be present with my grief and explore my emotions that that surrounds that grief. Yeah. And doing so has created a pathway of understanding that I otherwise wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll name it very specifically that the grief I was feeling is love. Mm-hmm. How powerful of a finding that is. But it took so much time to sit and investigate. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that we are really focusing on this second part of this affirmation, right? Exploring mm-hmm. my emotions is an act of self-love, but the finding joy in learning more about myself and naming the experience of grief mm-hmm. and having to explore my emotions, I can honestly say I did not have joy mm-hmm. in trying to learn more about what it was that I was experiencing. I can deeply respect that. Yeah. I can deeply respect that and where it comes from, mm-hmm. but not only where it comes from, but where it takes you. Mm. So with respect to not being able to find joy and exploring the emotions connected to grief, I respect that. And I present my experiences a little differently than yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't find joy in exploring my emotions. But there was an outcome of exploring my emotions that produced joy. Hmm. When I learned that joy and grief can coexist. Hmm. When I learned that the two can both happen and one doesn't negate the other. Hmm. It gave me permission for the little bit of joy that came. Not the type that we hear comes in the morning. Mine came many mornings after, many months after. Mm -hmm. But it was not absent in total. The duration of days that I experienced where I could not experience joy would lead me to believe that joy would never come again. Mm. I'm going 50 days, 60 days without feeling a glimmer of joy. I could be experiencing reality and and sending myself messages that this doesn't come anymore. Mm. Mm -hmm. But I would much rather experience the moments, the perspectives, the, those feelings of joy as sparse as they were. Mm -hmm. It connected me to my loved one, to my baby, Mm -hmm. to my brother, Mm -hmm. to my students in different ways and i think that when we explore love as grief 
I deserve whatever moments of joy should come in the process. Mm. I may not have it all the time. Mm -hmm. I did not have it all the time. Whatever moments were sweet enough, unexplainable enough Mm -hmm. to feel like joy, I cherish those. So I did not find joy in learning more about myself. Mm. I found joy after learning more about myself. Mm. And learning more about what was happening. And when I gave myself permission to know that joy and grief can coexist. (laughs) And I operated in that permission. Mm Mm-hmm. And somebody tuned in and just happened to hear that, like, that shit possible? I may not be able to find it, but bruh said he, bruh said he did. Mm. It might create the option. And then I also realized that in exploring our emotions, we produce language that may otherwise not be available for someone. You ever been feeling something and you just can't articulate it? Yeah. And somebody might say, you'd be like, that's what I was feeling. (laughs) Well, we are do that. That is, that is part of the inherited value of belonging Mm. and connectedness, Mm. access to language that you may not have had before. Mm. So I love that you challenged the notion of I find joy in learning more about myself. Mm-hmm. Grief can make it very hard to find joy anywhere. <laughs> and, and it's almost as like, I think in grief, I didn't, I didn't find joy. I experienced it. Like I couldn't go right. looking for it yeah. and then go find it. And I appreciate you saying that part of it. I experienced it. I wrestled with, like you said, the, these messages from folks that may not be doing active listening surrounding the grief Mm -hmm. and how quickly, you know, that joy comes in the morning, uh, gets tossed, (laughs) tossed around. Toss that shit right back. Man, (laughs) I'm wanting to punt that joke like Baxter on anger. (laughs) Oh, Baxter. (laughs) But, um, man, that man brings me joy. Oh, it did. It took me to a whole nother place. I don't even know how I pulled that reference. <laughs> why I remember that dog's name. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, man, where was I going with that? I can tell you where. Tell me. <laughs> you were talking about when people aren't doing active listening and they loosely throw enjoy comes in the morning or however. Right. And so you were saying that you experienced it. No one could tell me how the joy came in the morning. All they could do was punt that. I mean, that's what I wanted to do there. Their joy. All they could do was reference that to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it used to really, really make me grit my teeth because I'm like, okay, but how, how Sway, how do we get here? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want your third hand advice. I don't. Right. <laughs> I, and right now I don't want your adages, the ones that were handed down to you. <laughs> but I think that the nature of our critical listening to one another and ourselves, it begged of us to find something different. Yeah. Being Kamayu's parents, 
required us to find something different for ourselves. No one could tell us what it was like to be her parent. So when I experience someone talking about the joy, I would much rather a space like this that says, you know what, I didn't find joy. I couldn't wake up in the morning and go find it if I tried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did experience it. Mm-hmm. It did come and I did experience it. Mm-hmm. And I think that operationally, at least for my brain, it gives so much more depth mm-hmm. that I need to find the balance. Rika, before we go any further, can we take a minute to talk about joy? We can always take a moment to talk about joy. <laughs> well, one thing that brought me joy this week uh, was when Kamali was squeezing that oatmeal and that banana and that saliva. <laughs> no, that was not joy. <laughs> but another thing that brought me joy was my weekly Target run. You know, I love to go and I was able to shop black owned and found brands to get everything we needed for our <laughs> space. Is that where the new coffee is from? Well, you know, we you know we need to have our coffee. But I love making sure we are surrounded by joy every day. If you want to surround yourself with a little joy and help uplift black creatives, visit target.com backslash black beyond measure to learn more. Yeah, I like the pivot. I want to I'm going to write it in my book really quickly. I'm going to make a note that this happened today that we talked about the difference between finding joy and experiencing joy. And you know what? Even in, in reflecting on finding joy in the morning, the joy will come in the morning. I appreciate things change, man, over time. I appreciate now hearing it because it made room for me to interrogate it. Mm-hmm. 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 At least it pointed me in the room to interrogate it. Yeah. To make it my own reality, mm-hmm. not your advice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the process, right, with grief. That's the process with grief, but it's also part of the beauty of belonging. Hmm. Because when someone in your community interrogates it and brings it back in a different perspective, you could also say, oh, that interrogation made me feel more seen, sane, whole, right? Mm -hmm. Hope. Mm-hmm. All those things, because you feel very hopeless, mm-hmm. sometimes invisible, mm-hmm. sometimes not heard. So I love that this community exists mm-hmm. in which we are exploring our emotions. And I love that we are going into the affirmation and giving it, um, we're unpacking it, mm-hmm. unfolding it, making it our own today, <laughs> not just on the day it was written. Yeah, Because I did not find joy i experienced it but i also want to say i want to challenge my own listening and if at all the way i heard people was based on the way i wanted to hear them Hmm. was i listening with the ears of immediacy rather than patience the question is this when somebody tells me joy is going to come in the morning they didn't say tomorrow right right and was it my listening that made me want to think that, that the morning was the next morning? Right. Because I can't negate 
that when I look over at the monitor and I see Kamali standing at her in her crib, <laughs> tapping like this. Mm-mm, that's how she taps. Mm-mm. Y'all hear this? <laughs> that's how she taps. Like somebody come attend to me. <laughs> Saying good morning to her brings me so much joy. When I walk her downstairs and we see pictures of her sister and we talk about it and we say it and she goes to the ones on the wall. Yeah. I am in fact experiencing the both of their presence and essence. Mm. And I do experience joy. Mm-hmm. Every time I see Kamali's face. <laughs> Even her face when she's crying and we have to encourage her to breathe because she's dramatic. <laughs> yeah. She holds her breath for so long on it is she I think it's it's record long, honestly. It's, In I'm, my opinion, it's record long. I've seen some fallouts. I've seen some cries. I've seen, you know, that that gap in breathing. Like <gasps> mm-hmm. she she's got a record. It's, on, it's elongated. Mm-hmm. I've I, I've gotten to the place now. Where I just kind of put my hand on my my cheek, and I just I just I tell try her, not to laugh, man. I tell her, you know, it's it's gonna get better. <laughs> and, and I try not to laugh because, and and we're saying this because this isn't just over a fall this could be anything i need my pen back yeah yeah give me the pen back give me the computer back give me the book back you don't have any any emails to send you don't have invoices it's always zero to a hundred there's never anything in between and i love it it's i wonder so when we are our adult selves all we can see ourselves as is this person right right but what if our rationale is still very close and to that of a baby. <laughs> I love that you bring this up because keep your thought. But today on our walk, <laughs> we're walking and all of a sudden, Karika's like, that person was a baby. And that person was a baby. And L- that person was a baby. Listen, I couldn't, I couldn't get they past it. They were all it. babies. <laughs> I couldn't get past it. Listen to me. Who because had to learn how to do everything, right? All these, everybody's walking around looking super independent, super busy, Right. <laughs> Like I got things to do. My phone call is important or I'm I'm running a record mile right. race, right? <laughs> Everybody's doing all this stuff. I'm like, we were all once babies. We were all once babies. We all had to learn how to do these things that we're doing. And we're still learning. And we are. As I watch Kamali still learn, as I watch her wake up every day and learn something new, try something new, we're still learning. Mm-hmm. And what if the way I see things now when I reflect in the next 30 years, what if I would say, oh, much of my anguish was caused by the desire for immediacy. Hmm. Kamali has act outs according to her desire for immediacy. (laughs) And when you take something from her, it feels permanent. And I'm wondering how much of our cognitive development is connected to those experiences and what type of rewiring we can do for ourselves or for generations to come Mm. as it surrounds us or as we experience time. Mm. Today on The Walk, I also talked about wanting to relate to time and the way time relates to me. That dynamic has to be agreeable and mutual. Now, here's the thing. Time is going to do what it is going to do, regardless of how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. But if I can impact 
through decision making, the way I relate to time, and thereby the way time relates to me. Because I know this much from men who are ahead of me. Youthfulness is a construct. Mm. We age not because of chronology exclusively. We age according to decisions we make. Mm. Nutrition, Mm -hmm. stress. Mm -hmm. So I'm very interested in investigating the way I relate to time, the way time relates to me. I love that invitation. Thank you. The idea that I've experienced the losses that I have in the short amount of time that I've been here gives me a perspective that time itself would not give me. Mm. But time as a metric, as an experience was good to me. Even in my loss, Mm. even when I felt like it was cruel to me because it was taking me further from the very essence of the thing that I wanted. But what was very cruel to me at one place became very good to me because what I have learned now to hold as knowledge, as wisdom, as lived experience and to be a black man. And to know what I've learned about revenge, and to know what I've learned about grief, to know what I learned about love, it affords me a very unique opportunity on an intersection to pass this on to black men, to black boys coming behind me, and even those who have who are living ahead without access to this space. See, this space is important not just for the broader human experience, but for who it gives invitation and visibility to. Mm -hmm. And if we were to look at the human experience as stratified by race, class, gender, Mm -hmm. we know what's happening to black men and the inability to find time or space to explore their emotions. Mm -hmm. The amount of harm that's happening to ourselves, from ourselves, and from ourselves to one another and people we love because of the inability to explore those emotions. It's critical. So it's not just a luxury, it's an emergency, it's an urgency. And to hear that affirmation and think that these spaces in this world exist the way it does because we have leaned into learning more about ourselves. It's profound to me. that grief would bring us to a space that creates reference for ourselves and others so that we can find love from it. Mm. And that's why that affirmation is on loop because it's fire. It's so beautifully musically expressed too. It is. It is. I encourage Anyone that's listening to find that affirmation on our deluxe audio experience. It is track number 23. 23. On the Soul Affirmations Deluxe Audio. Yes. And there are so many other beautiful ones, but for some reason, (laughs) my iPhone (laughs) 
You hear me, Felicia? I heard you. Okay. Heard your little yeah. iPhone. It, it <laughs> auto selects that track. But I love what it did for bringing us here today. Mm -hmm. I love the wonder, the investigation, the language. You know, I want to say this really quickly before we, we go. When you talked about the coexistence of joy and grief and the experience of joy, experiencing the joy, it made me try to recall that very first time that I might have felt joy in my grief. And I can recall that it was it was when... Others have acknowledged me as Kamayu's mom. That was actually the one thing that I really wanted. Mm. The most important thing was that I found that I wanted people to know me as her mother. I didn't mm. want her to be forgotten about mm -hmm. or that I wasn't her mother because she wasn't physically here. Mm -hmm. And when, when Black Love aired, mm -hmm. the documentary in our episode, I had joy, right? Because mm. I get to be seen as her mother. Mm. When we get to come here for reference and mm. talk about our experiences in grief, I have joy because I know that here I am standing in the identity and the fullness of being Kamayu's mother. Mm -hmm. And even when the waters get deep, the film, the documentary, the short film, mm -hmm. even though it can be, it can hurt sometimes to watch the reframe is I have joy knowing that people know Kamayu and that I'm her mother. So I share that again for reference for any mother or parent who is looking to, who's taking time to explore their emotions at their own pacing. Mm -hmm. And I share this as an invitation to experience joy. Mm -hmm. Whenever it should come. Whenever it should come. Whenever. Hmm. Wow. Thank you all for holding space with us, for building community with us, for being part of this community. Mm -hmm. We know by the way you respond and engage. We know from the feedback. We know from the way we interact on social media. We know from the way you leave comments in the episode and we just thank you mm -hmm. how courageous of you uh, to show up here and to do this work mm -hmm. to explore your emotions as an act of self-love how courageous of you courageous go you <laughs> go you I like that I was gonna try and think of a cheer but then it's oh no we can just work. end it here thank you all for tuning <laughs> no really thank you uh, for tuning into another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes. Thank you to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. That's family. Okay. Yes, yes, the executive they producer are. family. <laughs> and 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 Crystal here, our producer, family. <laughs> right? Thank you so much. We're family. Love unites us. Love carries us. May we all love more. Peace. Peace.